Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Tired of the rut you're stuck in but don't know what to do? Change it up! Life Transitions expert, speaker and best-selling author Paula Shaw will be leading the charge each week exploring topics that inspire men and women to welcome change and create a new kind of conversation. Join a movement that encourages truth, respect, innovation and cooperation at home, in the workplace and around the world. Ready to change it up? Here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. I am so happy to have you here today because we've got a dynamite show. We are talking today about changing it up around the world. Our guest, our first guest is going to be Tarek Riemann, and he's going to be talking about this new book, The Camino Within. Tarek has had the real life experience three times of walking the or riding his bike on the Camino de Santiago, which is a pilgrimage, a path that goes from the south of France to the coast of Spain. So I can't wait till we get into conversation with Tarek. And then we'll be joined by Rita Albert, the executive director of Connect Med, an amazing organization that provides surgical help and health care, as well as education for people in need throughout the world. Oh, so it's an exciting kind of an international show today. I'm so glad you're all here with us. The show is being brought to you today by Tom Palladino, Scalar Energy Healing, and he is offering a free 15-day trial of this amazing cutting-edge healing therapy by just going to www.freescalar.net. That's freescalar.net. Take advantage of that healing treatment. It's amazing. So here we are with Change It Up Radio. I'm Paula Shaw, as most of you already know. I'm an author. I'm a speaker. And, and I'm a life transitions therapist. So my role in doing that work is to help people deal with the upheaval that comes into their lives when change, especially unwelcome change, occurs. And we all know the only constant out there is change. There's always going to be change. No matter how much we may like what's going on now or we may not like what's going on now, the one thing we can count on is this too shall pass. Change is coming. And the good thing about change is it stretches us. You know, it offers us opportunities for growth. And in my work, I especially like to use mind-body tools, neuroscience tools, and the tools of energy psychology, which all help people work through their issues and change their lives much more rapidly than just traditional talk therapy did. So if you would like to know more about that work or about how I work with people, because not only do we work in the office, we work on Skype and on Zoom. So I am working with people all over the world to help make change smoother and more productive in their lives. And whether that change comes from a death, a divorce, 
health loss, um, a, a change of circumstances, we can help people to adjust and, and smooth out their lives much more quickly. So you can find out more about that by going to paulashaw.com if you would like to. And I also invite you to check out our website for this radio show, changeitupradio.com. That's changeitupradio.com. You can find all our past shows listed there so you can listen to them because we've had some amazing guests on this show. You can also get information about being a guest or being a sponsor of this show. So please check out changeitupradio.com. So here we are talking about change. And today we are spotlighting a courageous author who took it upon himself to pretty much upheave his life completely and go off to Europe, to the south of France, to the Camino de Santiago. For those of you who might never have heard of this, it is a pilgrimage that has been done for over a thousand years. Many, many people have walked the Camino and had it truly be a life-changing experience. And Tarek Riemann, our first guest today, has experienced just that. He, he sort of left it all and off he went to do this. And, and when you think about that, on the one hand, it's really cool and really exciting. On the other hand, it's like, what were you thinking? I mean, how do you just walk away from your life and do that? And I can't wait to talk to Tarek about that. Because, you know, as I said, for hundreds of years, people have been doing pilgrimages of, of many kinds. This is one pilgrimage, but obviously there are others out there. And, and I ask myself, why? Why do people do a pilgrimage? I think it probably at the core of everyone who's ever done this has to be a desire for change within themselves or within their lives. Maybe, maybe they're looking for more meaning. Maybe they're trying to figure out what it's all about. I don't know. And I'm sure it's as individual as each person who finds themselves walking the Camino. I know other reasons people do pilgrimages. Sometimes it's to honor a person. Sometimes it's to honor a cause or a concept or a change that they're looking to make in the world. You know, we all know about marches that were done for civil rights to change things in this country. And I think when people are compelled to to stand for something or to seek change in their own lives, then they're willing to do something that takes them way out of their comfort zone. And, and I think there's a, an aspect to this that probably everyone shares, which is you're called to do it. And, and I want to share right here, right now with my listeners for the first time in public that I too am feeling called to walk the Camino de Santiago. And I have no idea why, because trust me, I like my hair dryer. I like the creature comforts. I like having a bathroom within a close walking distance of my bed. I like knowing that, you know, kind of having a basic idea of what's going to happen to me each day, even though none of us really knows for sure. 
But what makes me want to do this? I, when I've talked to my family about it, most of them look at me <laughs> really wondering if she's finally gone off the deep end. And, um, but I've done this kind of thing three other times in my life. Uh, one of them was that I got an email one day about swimming with wild dolphins in the ocean in Hawaii. And I was terrified of swimming in deep ocean water. But I felt the call and I went and it changed my life. I ended up doing that three times. Another time I got an email to go to England and do a, a tour called Magical Mystical England, where we were going to sacred sites in England. We, we actually got to go into Stonehenge in the early dawn before it was open and do a meditation. It was incredible. And again, I had no idea why I was doing that. I just felt called. But probably one of the most, well, my family thought wacky things that I've ever done was I got the email about going to Costa Rica and walking on hot coals. And I don't know why, again, but I bought the ticket and I went and it was phenomenal. Because once you've done that, you realize that your mind is powerful beyond belief. These coals are, are at a temperature of over 2,000 degrees. And I ended up in the course of a week walking on over the length of a football field of hot coals. And never once did I get a burn or a blister. And what it teaches you about how much personal power we actually have when we believe in something or when we put our minds to wanting to do something. But this, this newest calling, I'm so excited to talk to Tarek about because this one takes me way out of my comfort zone, even thinking about it, because you primarily sleep in hostels with a bunch of other people in the room, most of whom will be strangers. You really don't know what's going to happen on the road each day. You can't have your favorite food with you like you can when you're at home. I mean, I, I'm thinking about things already like, what about my supplements? What about, what about my, the moisture lotion that I love? What about the special soaps and things that I adore using? But when you go on the Camino, you have to keep it really simple. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to Tarek because I think when these challenges come up for us, always they, they bring on huge change, life change, and they change us as a being for, in the way we think and in the way we approach life and live it. And that's certainly what I have experienced in these other things that I've done. And I'm, I'm really excited about talking to Tarek about the challenge of doing the Camino. And I invite my listeners to ask yourself, what is it you're dying to do? What's that kind of crazy thing that you always thought about doing, but, oh, it's not responsible, or, oh, how will you leave your job or your life? How will you do it? But what if you don't? Think about that. What if you don't? I know a lot of the things I've done in my life that seemed a little far out there. I just knew I didn't want to go to my deathbed without having done. So please stay with me because in just a few minutes, 
we'll be talking to Tarek Riemann, who took the chance and went and followed his dream. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, is not an affiliated company. California license number... Hi, I'm Kelly Klein of One Trust Home Loans, Loan Coach Kelly. A while back, my business was in a slump, and it triggered a lot of self-doubt and fear, and it even had me questioning if I'd made the right career choice. So I booked a session with Paula Shaw, and after hearing my predicament, she explained that when we get into negative, self-sabotaging thinking, and we are being run over by our limiting beliefs, it's almost impossible to create positive outcomes. She helped me clear those destructive thoughts and beliefs using her cutting-edge energy psychology techniques. Not only did I feel a whole lot better after the session, but within two weeks, I had seven loans in my pipeline. I was so glad that I went to see Paula Shaw. And you should too. It really changed my perspective on life, business, and now my business is going great. You can reach her at 626-864-0756. That's 626-864-0756. 626-864-0756. Or check her out at paulashaw.com. That's paulashaw.com. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Change It Up. Welcome back to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. As promised, I am introducing the guest that I am very excited about introducing to you today, and his name is Tarek Riemann. He's had a passion for exploration most of his life and for sharing new discoveries. He's the founder of CAP, I believe it's CAP, Ty M, but I'm going to have to ask him about it. Did I say it right? Cap time, cap time. Cap time. Oh, cap time. Okay. A digital marketing agency and Montreal.com, MontrealTips.com, which is a Montreal-focused blog with proceeds going to UNHCR, and I'll have to ask him what that stands for. Uh, But uh, he works with the Montreal Children's Hospital and other causes. He's involved with charities in Canada and all over the world. He's the author of this best-selling book we're going to talk about today, The Camino Within, and a regular contributor to Thrive Global, Huffington Post, and social media today. So without any further ado, Tara Greeman, welcome to my show. Thank you, Paul. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm delighted. Well, I'm bursting with questions, so I'm going to just jump right in here. 
I, I've already told our listeners a bit about what the the Camino de Santiago is, but is there is there more to it? Is there something it stands for that I was not aware of? Why do people like you stop their normal lives and hop on a plane and go over there and spend many, many days walking the over 800 kilometers of the Camino de Santiago? Why? Wow. <laughs> well, there's a lot of seasons, and everybody had their own calling, and everybody had their own journey. Mm-hmm. And frankly speaking, sometimes uh, it's a realization. Sometimes it's a calling. Sometimes people are seeking change. In my situation, it was, um, it was uh, for me, I was working uh, in a marketing agency. I had a great life. I, was, I enjoyed my clients. I enjoyed what I did. Yes. At the end of the day, when I came to look at myself in the mirror, I really was asking myself that question. Is that it? Yeah. Is that what life is? Um, I felt I was somewhat stuck in the hamster wheel. I was somewhat doing the same thing almost every day, day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And to be frank with you, I felt like I fast forwarded through my, most of my life uh, doing what others told me to do. From kindergarten to school to university to even work. And yes. it goes on. And Sadly, at one point, we need to rebirth. We need to refine ourselves. And we need to go after, to, after ourselves. And we need to invest in our souls. Because I feel that we spend most of our lives investing in everything else. But when do we have time to invest in our souls as much as possible? Mm-hmm. And for me, that was the calling. It was, it was the, pain, the pain of staying still was much bigger than the pain of, of moving forward on this journey. And... Uh, that was my, my urge. That was my push. And uh, frankly speaking, uh, it was on, uh, on March, March um, 25th. It was cold, and I just booked the ticket, and I flew to France. I packed my bike in Bayonne. I assembled it in a train station, oh and my. I started biking out of there. Uh, so you can picture this in a train station on my own, assembling the bike. And for me, I didn't even wait for the other train to lead me to a closer village. I just left from there, and I started biking towards the Pyrenees, which is the mountain range between France and Spain. Mm-hmm. So, so you didn't, like, plan and, and study up and watch all the movies and all that? So I got to learn about the movies from the people that I met along the way. I, I discovered that there was a movie called The Way, uh-huh. and I got to watch it when it came back. But when I watched it coming back, I was so happy. Like, it, it really portrays the essence of the journey. Um, but I, I feel like everybody has their own trip and everybody has their own journey. And when mm-hmm. they watch it, I want them to keep things for, for themselves. I want them to feel like, okay, no, they still have a lot to discover on their own. So I got to learn about what's out there, about the Camino de Santiago when I came back and when I was there. But I left without a guidebook. I left without an, like without a proper map. I just really oh. wanted to follow the signs. I wanted to follow the milestones. I wanted to get lost. I didn't want to predict, predict anything. And it, it is part of the book where I mentioned I wanted to observe rather than expect. Because the moment you start expecting, you might get disappointed or you might see expect things differently or it sheds a preconceived light on things before, instead of just purely absorbing nature, purely absorbing whatever it is you want to see. And nature experience much better. So for me, I didn't do that much planning. And 
since then, I never wanted to plan any other trip. And I still bike a lot. I still walk and hike a lot. And I try to avoid over planning. Uh, I don't mind getting lost. And that's, that's the part, that's what the Camino is about. It needs to be okay with being lost. And, and I'd like problem. to reiterate that point you just made. You like to absorb rather than expect. That's what you said, right? Exactly. Observe and absorb rather than expect. Yeah. Ah, I, you know, what I love about that is it's the difference between being present to something or not being in the moment because it isn't what you thought it would be. So I like yeah. your approach because I think that keeps you totally present in that moment. And, you know, that's the only real moment we have, right, is the, this one right here, right now that we're living. But so often we take ourselves out of that moment because we're projecting into something that we think should happen or that we're expecting to happen. So this is a really cool approach that you that you took, and I think uh, there were so many things in in reading your wonderful book, which I read from cover to cover and treated myself to reading on the beach on my birthday recently. Um, there, I love the way you write the chapters; they're short, and then you you list a takeaway something that you learned or that we can learn from the experience you described in that chapter. And I know there must have been thousands of takeaways for you as you were going through your journey each day. But the first thing that I, I did want to backtrack for a minute and ask you is what made you choose the Camino de Santiago? There are many places you could have challenged yourself and gotten away from it all around the world. Why that one, Tarek? <laughs> it's a really good question. Uh, honestly, I felt, as I mentioned, I felt it, it was a calling as well. Mm. And uh, it, it was a calling, uh, frankly speaking. And it was in the right place at the right time, and it was what I needed. So uh, it, it's a calling. Yes. And, and uh, frankly speaking, it's something also I learned on the Camino Santiago that sometimes we do not have to explain how we feel. Sometimes what we feel is what we feel. Mm. So it was just a feeling that and a calling to go on this kind of journey. And on this journey specifically. What I, what I feel about it also is, you know, um, I work in, with the tools of energy psychology. And one of the things I know is that when people have an experience or believe something about a place or an experience, the morphogenic field around it grows stronger. And I feel like what probably happens too is the field there is so strong after hundreds of years of people walking that path for whatever their reasons are, whether they were religious or whether they were spirit, you know, uh, changing within or because of challenging oneself. Um, I know I, I watched The Way just this weekend, and, and it was interesting because one man who stars in the movie was grieving his son who wanted to walk the path. Another person did it because she was going to give up smoking at the end, and somebody else wanted to lose weight. And so obviously there must yeah. be a zillion reasons that people walk the path, which is part of what must be so exciting about the different kinds of people you meet along the way. How was that experience for you? 
honestly, that was one of the best. <laughs> so <laughs> meeting meeting people along the way was what makes the Camino. And I, in, when I finished on the last day, I got the certificate. And it was, it was that moment. I took a picture of the certificate and I sent it to every one of my friends. And <sighs> I shared it on social media. And on top of it, I said, it's the people, not the place. Is the journey, not the destination, and the certificate is just a piece of paper. Mm. And and the the whole the whole idea behind the community of Santiago is yes, you get to know yourself, but sometimes to know yourself, you have to meet others, and you have to see other people's journey. You have to talk, you have to conversate, you have to uh, in, you have to feel the empathy, you have to enjoy their journey as much as they're enjoying it. And at the same time, you have to respect them for the reasons as much as they will respect you. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, most, the most beautiful part about it is, uh, about the community is that, that it makes you feel human, especially because of the people. People help each other regardless. Regardless, they don't ask what, where you're from, what you do, why, why you're doing, etc. People are just doing the journey. They're all doing it together with that positive intention. And everybody's just helping everybody. And the part I say, there's a part that I say, the Camino de Santiago has no religion, no gender, no color, no bigotry, no misogyny, no racism. It's just a human journey for all who want to do it. Mm. And that is the truth. The humans on the trip are what makes the trip. And uh, for me, I got, for example, a lot of times I actually, you know, I thought I was, I thought I was too strong, you know, I had enough fat stored in my body to survive without eating the full day. But little did I know that I, I really needed to pack things and pace myself and listen to my body properly. And if, if it wasn't for the help and, and a nice German woman giving me half her sandwich or a Spanish guy helping me with, the, with my bike on a 2,000, like, uh, on a 2,000 meter above sea level hill, uh, I wouldn't have survived. Or someone sharing half the bottle of water with me. So mm. the human factor, the human factor comes into play and everything oh. else takes a backseat. I love what you're saying, Tarek, and we need to take a quick break, but I want to come back to this because this is the whole point of it, isn't it? All right, when we come back, let's talk about that human factor. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Well, hon, I'm going in. Going in? Uh, Upstairs to the office to figure out our insurance. No need. Uh, Can't put it off. I'll see you in about six hours. Bill, there's no need. Huh? Well, I took care of it in about 10 minutes. Whoa, hon, this is complicated stuff. Yep, so yesterday I called Clune. Clune? Clune Insurance. They're brokers who handle all types of insurance for a bunch of companies. I told them our needs, they're working up a plan, and they'll be dropping by to explain everything. Yeah, but, you know, the extra cost of using a broker? No extra cost, and we get personal service. Not some out-of-the-country call center when we have a question or claim. They handle all insurance? Look, here's the info. Health, Medicare, dental and vision, disability, accident, critical illness, cancer insurance, and long-term care. They handle it all. No extra charges. Clune. Clune Insurance. <laughs> the guys are right. I'm married up. Clune Insurance. 760-805-0646. 760-805-0646. 760-805-0646. 
Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. Cherry Blair is registered with and securities are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. California license number 0B42369. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome back to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. And we are having a very exciting conversation with Tarek Riemann, who has ridden his bike the full length of the Camino de Santiago in Spain three times. And in our last segment, Tarek was talking about one of the Camino's not just a place, it's an experience. That's what I heard you saying. Would, would you say that's true, Tarek? Yes, yes. It is. It is not just uh, the the path that you're walking. It's the people that you meet. It's, yes. Uh, it's the feeling that you have. It's the moment that you that you build. It's it's a full experience. And you were sharing that you actually got quite ill at one point in time um, because you weren't taking care to eat and and get enough rest and all of that, right? Yes, we tend to think <laughs> we tend to think we're we're super men and women on this trip, you know. Like we we always think like, yeah, what's so hard about walking for seven hours? It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Or what's so hard about biking for seven hours straight every day? Uh, well, frankly speaking, we don't know our bodies enough until we push them to the limit. Yes. And uh, I got to know the hard. I got to learn the hard way, especially in my first couple of journeys. In mm-hmm. my first journey, especially. I got to know that we need to face ourselves. We need to listen to our bodies. Mm-hmm. And yes, in some situations, you go on, you go up, up, uphill, and then you go downhill pretty fast. And uh, it's you get it, it, it gets you like the elevation change, the, the change in oxygen, the lack of the lack of nutrition. You didn't take enough time to stop. And to be frank with you, the first time I went was in March. So March is cold in Montreal, but it was also cold in North of Spain. Mm. And on the trip, I was wearing a wind, uh, like a windshield or uh-huh. a, a windbreaker. Uh-huh. And, but under the windbreaker, I had two or three different layers of clothes to stay warm. As I was on the bike, I'm going uphill. There was still snow on top, on top of the hill. So it was pretty cold. So your body has to gain a certain level of heat in the morning, and you have to try to maintain that along the way. Mm-hmm. So if you take quick stops uh, or prolonged stops, your body's going to start losing temperature. And if that happens uh-huh. without you changing your clothes, which are already quite wet, you might actually get really, really sick. Oh, so you I have to keep constantly somewhat moving. Mm-hmm. And that's because that, that may not happen for everyone. 
So if you're biking and you're not properly prepared, that's, I guess, a price that you have to pay. But it's a good learning and it's a good experience. So that's, that's how it happened is that I had to maintain a certain speed. I had to maintain a certain pace throughout the day. And sometimes I didn't pay attention to my body. I didn't listen to my knees. I didn't listen to my stomach. And they got to pay for it. So, yeah, I learned the hard way. And, but you know, it's funny it's how... It's funny that so many experiences that change us spiritually do involve changing physically. You know, I mean, like this part of why the Camino is what it is, is it's a physical challenge, obviously, whether you walk it or you ride a bike. And I loved what you were saying about how there's like no no race, no bigotry, no, no difference among people. Everybody is a pilgrim on the path. And, and so they work together. They help each other. I mean, what a lesson for the world, huh? Amen. Amen. <laughs> it is. It is a lesson for everyone that uh, to be as inclusive as we can in whatever we're doing and to be as respectful to anyone. Mm-hmm. No matter what, we're all humans at the end of the day, and that's the way that's the way we have to look at it. Yes, and several people who I've talked to since I began doing a lot of research on this and reading your book, um, almost without exception, they all have stories of how they were helped on the path when they were in need, whether it was feet that were killing them, or an illness, or you know some crazy rash or something that came up out of the blue, there were always others there to help them, even carrying their pack for them or carrying them on their back. Uh, it, the stories are so beautiful. And I think it, it takes us to the highest levels of our humanity, you know, because every day is just about sharing with our fellow human beings and helping them in whatever ways we can. I mean, it's such a beautiful um, experience to be able to step into, to have your focus be all about service and accomplishment rather than competition and financial gain, which is what most of us have to deal with every day. So I've got a question here that that I'm dying to ask you, Tarek. Three times you've done the Camino. That means three times you had to leave that magical experience and and difficult. I mean, I'm not painting this like it's not challenging because we all know it is. But then you had to return to what we would call the real world. What what did you learn while you were there and and how did it translate when you went back to your regular life? Oh, (laughs) this is a really good question, Paula. And you know what? it's a bit hard to bring our learning back. Mm. It is a bit hard to keep the learnings that we gained on a spiritual journey with us after we come back home to live the same life that we're used to. Yeah. And we, we forget. We forget the, the, the warm laundry that we were so appreciative of mm. on the Camino de Santiago mm-hmm. because we haven't had dry clothes for three days and it's the first time we washed our laundry and we dried them properly because there was a drying machine for one. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're so happy to see the dry, the dry clothes that we put, it, that we put it on our faces and, and we laugh and we enjoy it. 
But then we come back to, to our real lives with, our, with the pressure and back into the hamster wheel, sadly. And we, it's hard to bring everything back with you. But for me, I promise myself, and through every journey that I've done, I promise myself to keep as much of the learning that I had with me along the way when I get back. Mm-hmm. And my goal through writing the communion within was to spread that knowledge, not only to reinforce it on myself as, an, as a person, but also to spread it to the people who are close to me and, or everyone in the world who's, who is aiming to introduce gratitude or introduce the learnings of the Canino de Santiago in their life. So the main, like, the best way I can describe it to you is that the factors that I live by every day that I gain from the Canino de Santiago is to be grateful for everything, for every breath, for the fact that I'm here right now, that I'm able to, to talk to you right now, for honestly, that I'm able to breathe and I'm able to enjoy the, the, the food that we eat, mm-hmm. that we're lucky to have here, and the safety that we somewhat have here. And we, we are living a great life, and if we look at it in, in small, granulated details, the way we look at it on the Camino de Santiago, that we don't have, like, for example, uh, to find a place to sleep every night. Yeah. But here we have a space to sleep in bed. And sometimes we still complain about, oh, the bed is not good enough. You know? Right. So we, you develop that high level of gratitude. And if you ingrain gratitude to every part of your life, you'll be able to, you, you can face anything. So that's one. I love that. Uh, I love that. Because gratitude is such a high vibration. If we carry that vibration with us, we improve everything in our lives. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the, the, the second part, to be, uh, to be totally honest with you, when I was on the community center, there were some people, there were some, some, who were actually taking the nine to five into the journey, into the journey itself. Imagine, so they, most of the people, uh, there were some people who wake up in the morning uh, at almost five or six, rush to the next hostel, and then to find a place in the next hostel, stand in line, and make sure they're there by one. Mm. So, when I went on the Camino de Santiago the first time, I fell into the same trap. I was rushing day in, day out mm. until I had an awakening that, hey, you know what? I'm not bringing my work with me. I'm not make it, bringing my marketing deadlines with me to, to the Camino de Santiago. Mm. I'm going to enjoy every day as it is. I'm going to let go of the nine to five. I'm going to let go of that certain type of pressure when I'm enjoying a trip like this. So understanding that we are not in a race against each other and we are on a journey with ourselves and we should stop comparing ourselves to each other because we all have a different Camino. We yeah. all have a different journey, Absolutely. whether internally or externally. So we have to only think about our internal journey because we're stressing ourselves, just comparing ourselves with each other. Mm-hmm. So this is one thing that I brought back with me here, that, okay, I don't, like, we don't have to have everything. We don't need everything. We need what we have. Mm. Okay, like, we need what we need, and that's it. And we can, like, so that's, uh, that's the second part. Uh, Tarek, the third part is, uh, I'm sorry. go ahead and do the third part, and then would you also include your contact information, because we've just got a minute left. Oh, okay, perfect. So, you know what? I will just say embrace it all, uh, no matter what it is, the good and the bad. Welcome everything. And mm-hmm. some, day, some days your knees are going to hurt, but some, day, some days they're going to be exceptional. So, uh, just embrace the mud. Embrace the wind if, if it's in your face. Sometimes it's tough when you're biking uphill with wind in your face. But you embrace it. You take it one pedal at a time. So that's, that's the last point I would actually say. And this is something that I brought back with me 
to my real life, to take mm. it one petal at a time, no matter what. Oh, that's so beautiful. Gratitude and embracing the moment, whatever comes. So how do people get your book? How do they find you if they want to learn more about you or your work? So, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on your show, Paula. And I'm so happy that you have the phone for the community of Santiago. And I look forward to you walking it. And I look forward to, to, to hear about it from you. So oh, I'm so proud you of will. you. And I'm looking forward to see you shine on this journey. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Thank you. You certainly have inspired me with your wonderful book, The Camino Within. Is it available on Amazon? So it is available on Amazon Worldwide. It's on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, and uh, Amazon pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just uh, search for The Camino Within under books, and you will be able to find it. Also, you can go to TheCaminoWithin.com, TheCaminoWithin.com. Or you can actually look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, you can just search for Tarek Riemann, T-A-R-E-K-R-I-M-A-N. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn, share with me whatever you have. If you want to prepare to go on the trip, I'll tell you how to pack, how to pack lights, how to not overpack. <laughs> and I'll, I'll help give any advice that you need. And um, I'll be happy to even talk and, and spread the love. So I'm yeah. always here. You're very generous and you're very wonderful and you will have to come back and share more because there was so much wisdom that I found in this book and in knowing you, Tarek. Thank you so much and we'll be right back. All righty. Tarek, that was so wonderful and it just went way too fast. I still have a thousand more questions I want to ask you. but. Tell me about it. I'm not, I didn't have enough. I had a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm one, and you know, like we didn't even really talk about what you do in the real world. So we will definitely, anything that you want besides what I have in your bio that, to have in the notes on the website, we can put in the, yeah. in the notes. Um, you know, I do have the names of your companies and all of that, but anything else you want to include, you just let me know. Or shoot it to me in an email, and we'll get it on the show notes on the website. Beautiful. Amazing. All right, dear. Thank you. Thank you for blessing us with all this beautiful information and with with your life and what you did, the challenge that you undertook and, and what it taught us all, and certainly everybody who reads this book. So thank you. In any way I can help you, with getting the word out about this book, you know I'm happy to do. And I know you're giving all the proceeds to a charity. Why don't we share with our yes. Facebook listeners what charity um, these proceeds are going to? So, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll send you a detailed information. And by the way, if you want to explain what the UNHCR is, it's the UN uh, Human Fund or Human Refugee Fund. Oh. And honestly, this will support humans. And this is the part where I say, like, I want to support humans no matter what their color are or whatever they come from. You know what? We all, we all have to be refugees, either yeah. our ancestors or us or maybe us in the future. We will never know. And so we have to help our fellow humans. And for me, this is the first 100 books went to the UNHCR, which is a UN agency. And mm-hmm. now I'm actually helping different local hospitals and I'm trying to reach out to different cities and I'm providing donating paintings, books, even the proceeds. So I don't even keep anything from this book. Oh, that's so wonderful. Well, you and I will be talking because I want to find out other ways that I can support you. But 
Um, definitely all of our Facebook live stream listeners and viewers, please get this amazing book, The Camino Within. It really changed my life. And obviously it was because his life was changed that he wrote it so that he could share all that he learned with everybody out there. So thank you for being with us. Tarek, bless you. And we'll be right back in just a moment with Rita Albert of ConnectMed, another amazing organization that's out there helping, giving surgical help and health care all over the world. We'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Change It Up with Paula Shaw on AM 1170, The Answer. Jack Gutman survived World War II and then returned home to the hardest fight of his life with PTSD and alcoholism. Now at age 93, he's a businessman and comedian, sharing his message of recovery and hope in his new book, One Veteran's Journey to Heal the Wounds of War. Helping our heroes and anyone who has experienced PTSD find happiness again. Get Jack Gutman's new book, One Veteran's Journey to Heal the Wounds of War at Amazon.com or to order a signed copy, call 714-525-4954. For those looking to improve their lives, there's nobody better to turn to than Paula Shaw. Paula helps people regain successful lives by identifying and eliminating self-sabotaging behavior using a multitude of mind-body techniques to identify and resolve their core issues. Working with a wide variety of healing modalities, she provides her clients with the most effective process for their specific needs. To book a session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858-480-9234. Welcome back to Change It Up. Now here's your host, Paula Shaw. Welcome back to Change It Up Radio with Paula Shaw. As promised, I am excited to introduce to you in this segment, Rita Albert. Rita Abati Albert. She is an attorney certified to practice in Illinois and California and before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. This is a serious woman. She can do (laughs) many things. Uh, Over the last 17 years, she's worked in private practice and as in-house counsel and as a law school professor and a contributing author to legal publications. As the executive director of ConnectMed, she manages the programs, finances, fundraising, and overall operations of this amazing nonprofit that provides surgical help, healthcare, and education all over the world. So let's get Rita on this show so we can find out more <laughs> about her and ConnectMed. So I was looking at the website of ConnectMed, Rita, and it looks like you guys do some amazing work. Tell me a little bit about how did it begin and what do you actually do out there in the world? Yes, well, thank you. Yeah, so Connect Med is almost in its 10th year. We're a nonprofit organization based here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And our mission really is to improve access to specialized surgical care and follow-up care to underserved populations all around the world. And we try to do that through um, long-term partnerships telemedicine, and most importantly, education. Mm. And we often sort of struggle with a common misperception. Um, We are not a traditional fly-in, fly-out medical mission organization. Ah. 
because we feel like that particular model is not always sustainable mm-hmm. and can sometimes lead to complications, um, you know, medical or surgical complications. Yes, I read some things on the website. Yes. Children yeah. afterwards that right. weren't properly cared for. And right. Because really the follow-up care mm-hmm. and the whole multidisciplinary, and what I mean by that is sort of the full-service team care, mm-hmm. is really crucial to full recovery. Yes. I mean, you think about what you get here in the U.S. If you go in for a surgery, you don't just see your surgeon. You have an anesthesiologist. You have your nurses. You have maybe some therapists that you deal with after the fact. You go back to your primary care physician. And the goal is in communities all around the world that may not have access to what I like to call the gold standard that we have here Mm -hmm. to provide some sort of team like that, um, have that kind of a team be available to them, whether it's us working with local providers to provide that team or whether we're empowering local healthcare professionals to do that themselves. That was one of my questions. So does ConnectMed actually go in and train the local doctors to be able to do these surgeries and stuff? Right. Well, we yes, we do. I mean, so we have evolved, I have to say, over the course of the last 10 years. We did sort of start out a little bit more like the traditional medical mission, but as I said, we saw that that probably wasn't the most efficient or sustainable uh, approach. Mm-hmm. So really now the majority of our effort is um, in providing the boots on the ground, you know, the local healthcare professionals with the resources and the supplies, and most importantly, the training that they identify as needing the most in order to best take care of their own people. Now, a lot of times that does lead to them inviting us to come and work with them Mm -hmm. for a week or two weeks and work alongside them, Mm -hmm. providing collaborative surgical and follow-up care, especially for their more, you know, complicated cases that they may not have that much experience with. Exactly. So that's the tricky thing. But I love what I love about this is it's kind of like that old thing, feed a man. I'm, I'm going to say it wrong, but it's something. The fishing that, one. Yeah, yeah. They give yeah. a man a fish and he eats for, for a, a day. day. They teach him to fish right. and he eats for a lifetime. Right. So when you leave these countries, you're leaving their medical professionals better equipped to be able to handle all sorts of different kinds of cases. Is that right? That's right. And to take that analogy even further, I'm not sure I can, but the whole point is that we're not only are we trying to train the professionals, we try to target and train the trainers. So we try to train Ah. people who can then train others. and uh, we f- like we feel that that way by investing in one, mm-hmm. the impact can be felt by hundreds, right. maybe thousands of patients, you know, over the course of many years in the future. So what countries are you working in? So, well, currently, because because um, developing this kind of approach really does uh, require a lot of trust, mm-hmm. right? And long term relationships. We have some well-established um, professional relationships throughout Mexico, Vietnam, Malawi, and we're starting to also consider working in Uganda as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're out there in a big-time way. Yeah. So the $64,000 question, how are you funded? How can you afford to do all this wonderful work? 
Right. Well, the so actually the majority of our funding comes from our annual fundraiser, which actually just took place last Saturday. Ah. So that's and why I hope I'm it feeling a little brain dead. It, it actually was. If very happily, we had more guests than ever. We raised more funds oh, than ever. So good. we're moving in the right direction. Yes, I love that. And you're you're going to be a beneficiary of the Taste of Rancho Santa Fe event. Yes, right? that's right. We are a beneficiary for the third year in the row. So we're very very oh, grateful to the Rotary. So yes. great. Yes, yeah. this is an event, by the way, that's being put on by the Rancho Santa Fe Rotary Group, of which we are a part. And it is an amazing uh, food and wine and, well, actually several other kinds of uh, beverages that will spirits. be tasted. Yes. Spirits. Um, so anybody out there who doesn't yet have their tickets, get your tickets. It's October 7th. 7th. At the ta- at the inn, the, the Rancho of Santa, Santa, Santa Fe. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really amazing. Yeah. Mm. So, so tell me, Rita, if you had your ideal druthers right now, what would you have donated to you or given to you? Or what would be the most helpful thing anybody listening could do to help this work grow? Right. Well, so people often ask, how can we help? Yes. And um, I think the the number one thing is we need people to take the time to really sort of think about and understand our our mission and our approach, which is, and help us sort of um, fight against this misconception that's out there about us being a sort of a medical mission organization, mm-hmm. which we're not. So we we need more than anything. We 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 like understanding, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if anybody's interested, you know, talk to me about what we do further. I'm always happy to do that. And how can they reach you if they would like to do that? Well, um, they can go onto the website, and my email is there under my bio. So the website is connectmed.org, uh, connect right? Yes, yes. And that's all one word, yes. C-O-N-N-E-C-T-M-E-D. Uh, yes. Dot org. Yes. Okay. And then, of course, um, second to that, we need funds. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the majority, uh, at least 70% of our um, revenue comes from fundraising. And then the rest comes from grants, which we mm-hmm. apply for. But it's a little bit difficult to get grants because the majority of our work is outside of the country. And so many ah. granting opportunities are here in the U.S. Good point. Yeah. And what about the medical personnel? Are they local doctors or where do they come from? So we partner with uh, doctors and anesthesiologists and nurses, primarily from UCSD, mm-hmm. from San Diego, oh. but also with Stanford University of Massachusetts, um, Boston University. So we have some oh, partner wow. sites that we work with pretty consistently. Fabulous. And Duke University, I should say. So you've got a lot of top-level people that are doing what, what you're... Well, right. I mean, I think do. that's why we are able to um, form these partnerships with international sites because, yes, because a lot of our volunteers do come from sort of top-notch academic institutions, yes. And they're, I mean, and these are the doctors, right? Not, and uh, what about nurses or any other level of, do you, are you open to them? Yes, of course. And training and doing the things uh, of, you're out there doing? Of course, of course. We're, we're open to volunteers from, really, from anywhere, of course. Um, and we also not, not only need um, nurses and surgeons, but because going back to this multidisciplinary team that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for um, volunteers in the area, for example, of speech therapy, ah. psychology, art therapy, 
Um, one of the things that we are very proud of is um, in Malawi, where we were a couple of years ago, um, in Mexico, and this year here in San Diego, we provide these um, recreational, these fun, but also therapeutic kind of day camps for children with facial differences and their families. Um, mm. It's a way for them to come together and bond and also just have fun in an environment where not only they feel normal and safe, but they feel joyful oh, and, and so perhaps even adventurous. So we've been doing this actually in Tijuana for the last few years, and uh, we were really happy to be able to pull it off this year in San Diego, we had about 198 camp participants. Oh my goodness. And what's the camp called? Well, it's called Camp Cosmos. And mm -hmm. it's, this July, it was our first year. Oh. Um, we had most of the participants were children and their family members, meaning parents and siblings mm -hmm. um, from San Diego. But we also had a handful that came over from Tijuana as well. So you're doing good all over the world and right here at home. Yes. I really love that. So I just want to remind our listeners one more time, this time's gone by way too fast. You'll have to come and tell us more another day, Rita. But you can find out more about ConnectMed at their website, connectmed.org. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T-M-E-D. Correct. Dot org. And Rita Albert, the executive director, her information is there if you'd like to reach her. Perhaps you're interested in volunteering or just learning more or donating. They can donate on that website, I would yes, hope. Yes, absolutely. Right. <laughs> Fabulous. All right, Rita, thank you so much. Thank for you being so with much for having today. me. Yes, thank you. And thank you to all our listeners. You can find us on every major podcast platform and here in San Diego on Sunday evenings at 9 o'clock on KCBQ and 96.1 FM. That's AM 1170 and 96.1. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Change It Up with Live Transitions expert, speaker, and best-selling author, Paula Shaw. Join the Change It Up movement with Paula Shaw as we explore topics that inspire, welcome change, and create a new kind of conversation. To learn more about Paula, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities, visit changeitupradio.com. Whether you're feeling happy, sad, mad, or glad, it never hurts to change it up. Change, change.